what kind of changes could we see and what kind of problems could we solve by taking care of our gut. Today's topic is a healthy microbiome. We want to dive deep into this topic and explain to you what a lab test looks like and what can it tell us. This is such a big topic that we've been intrigued by for quite some time. I think there is a lot to talk about here and I'm sure we will do uh, also another live about this topic. First, I think it would be proper to explain what a microbiome actually is. And I think also here I want to say thank you for the listeners because they asked for this topic. I did a quick pull and, and they really select this one. And as mm -hmm. you said, we have been kind of fascinating. So when we talk about the microbiome, we talk about the human gut flora. So mm -hmm. any mammals are different gut flora. So we are talking about ours. And this is about 100 trillions of microorganisms that are living in our gut, but they also uh, live on the skin, everywhere with us. And we have actually more of those microorganisms than our own cells. But here today, we'll focus on the ones that are enjoying uh, living in our gut, which are bacteria, parasites, microbes, fungi, and viruses. So it's a very diverse mini world. And one aspect which is interesting is to see that mini world more like a garden. Uh, if uh, you have, you know, uh, a beautiful garden, there is a diversity of flowers, there are bushes, Absolutely. you have trees, you have uh, edible, vegetable, you have all kinds of different things. And you like see in what, permaculture. Yes, in permaculture or agroforestry, and then an agroforestry, when you have all that, that ecosystem, the more diverse, the more it will be uh, strong. It means that it will be, when you have monoculture and you have only one thing, when there is one disease, that disease will really spread or one viruses or one microbe, it will spread over because there is nothing to counter it. Mm -hmm. So diversity in nature, is uh, an indication of robustness and, and it's a strength, basically. Mm -hmm. And where it's interesting, it happens to be the same in your uh, gut flora. So the more diversity, the better. What does it mean to have more diversity? What kind of food does this entail? So I think uh, the interest aspect of it is to see that basically when you eat food, you will pre-digest that food. And then what's end up in your gut is a part of this, which you cannot digest yourself. Like so fibers, you mean? Certain fibers, yes, uh, are, uh, are to digest. And so those are called also prebiotic. And these are fibers that actually some of bacteria really love and they will digest. Also, you have enzyme. And so what's going to happen is that they are part of your food that will be digest by your microbiome. And in exchange of this, because if you now you have to think in terms of system and, and dynamic system, your bacteria 
it's in all their interests that you are surviving. Because if you survive, they survive. So in exchange of the food, they will make sure that they can reduce inflammation, boost your immune system, and they will provide you some vitamins like B and vitamin K, and uh, they will create short-chain fatty acid, which mm-hmm. happened, we discovered recently that they are, pro, they are anti-cancer. Mm-hmm. And so they are really essential. So if you have a healthy microbiome, the way to see it is that you live in, they live in symbiosis with you. It's okay. a symbiotic relation where it benefits of both. So yes, you carry them with you, but in exchange, they are kind of protecting uh, yourself. If you want to see something about this, you see uh, in Africa a big elephant. Okay. And you see a very nice white bird, which uh-huh. is always traveling with him. And he's actually mm-hmm. eating some of the things that are attacking the skin or the air of the, the elephant. So it's protecting the elephant, actually. Exactly. And you have the same with the sharks. And you have some small fish that are just next to their skin, and they will constantly clean their skin. So those relations of symbiosis, they happen a lot in nature. And in ourselves, we cannot survive without meaning. Let's imagine for a minute that you would uh, appear on Earth. You would be germ-free. You would not survive very long. Why? Because your immune system would be so weak that as soon as you will enter in contact with some microbe and things or parasite, you will have nothing to to fight against them. I know that with the hydroalcoholic gel at the moment, there is a big love for putting and killing any bacteria and things but actually we shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And where it's very interesting into nutrition is that people are completely obsessed with macro. So fat, how much protein, uh, how much carbs and things. And exactly where it's very strange is that that would be on the statement that you are only feeding yourself. And actually, no, you are feeding also trillions of microorganisms, so more than your own cells. And so that's why it kind of opens your thinking also to realize, oh, I'm actually taking care of a garden. Mm-hmm. So they are really a good food for this. And it's for us, it's a good news because it's mostly plant-based because fiber-rich <laughs> food are only plant-based food. And the ones with micronutrients, like all the vitamins and minerals. Exactly. And, and, and the more diverse, the better. And, and some fiber, again, you won't digest yourself. It's really for uh, your microbiome. And, and the thing is, and, and that's where it's, uh, it's kind of uh, fun also, the more diversity, the better. And that's why you have uh, certain people before they would eat herbs, uh, different edible vegetable, and we had way, way more diversity. And I think... Because of the monoculture, because of the agriculture, where they want to just have um, one species of banana, one uh, variety of tomato and things, for me, it really goes in the wrong direction because we need the diversity that we had 
before. Of course. And we need actually some plants that are not super easy to digest for us, but it's our microbiome that's going to digest it. And mm. a good example of this, which is very funny, is that, of course, in the sea, there are some enzymes that can digest uh, the nori, the algae, the seaweed. Uh, from the seaweed, yes. And imagine that those enzymes that are actually in the sea, you would find the same enzyme in the gut flora of Japanese people. And that's how mm -hmm. they digest so well the seaweed that are part of their traditional diet. Yes, yes. So, so they actually have the enzyme. Exactly. So that adaptation and same thing, if you go to Central America, I'm sure that you will realize that people, they have enzyme and bacteria that are very good at digesting any kind of corn. Mm -hmm. Right. It makes sense. The more you eat, the more your body produces enzymes for that specific food. It will adapt. And actually, we have this also. When you know that uh, dogs are coming from wolves, but then to, mm -hmm. to yeah. adapt to the human and to be domesticated, they had to get a new enzyme in order to uh, digest very rich food in, uh, in, in glucose. The fact that a dog now, especially in Asia, is able to eat rice, which was mm -hmm. really nowhere to be seen in a diet of a wolf, But since the dogs were eating the leftover from human, they had to adjust to that. So now they can do this. And so they have the enzyme for that. Part of our evolution did contribute to the diversity of our gut flora, which actually is a shame today is that we are going now in the opposite direction where we are trying, we right. are kind of reducing the type of food and the difference of food and the shade of colors of the food that we are uh, eating. And when we think that people eating from their own garden were stronger and in better health, I think it made sense because they were actually, by gardening, they were also having a very good gut flora with a very high diversity from all the leaf, the plants that they would try and herbs that they would eat like this on the side just to try them or whatever. And this is very mm -hmm. uh, uh, beneficial. And how much do you think uh, physical activity is connected to the healthy microbiome? Does it impact at all or is it just food? Now that we kind of uh, define what is, it, what is the gut uh, flora, one thing which is interesting is that the science is, we are not the only one to be fascinated by this topic, the science is as well. <laughs> the science on this topic has been completely crazy. And there are very kind of new things that help to better understand how it works and the relation, as you were just mentioning, with fasting, exercising, or diet. And so... <laughs> One thing is, um, there are different criteria that can uh, help you to know if you have a healthy microbiome, which is the topic of the podcast. Okay. So, one is, we just talked uh, in, in length about it, the diversity. So, yes. the more diverse your microbiome is, the better. And normally, uh, it's when you are birth uh, in normal way. And also, so no seizure, and also when you get 
the milk mm -hmm. of your mother mm -hmm. because you get kind of the seeds of the bacteria in your uh, early childhood. So they are right. like... And then you have a strong immune system. Two, up to four years uh, of your life where you will get the strength, the strain of uh, different bacteria. So diet diversity mm. would come at this time. But after that, Interesting. it depends on you. How you feed the seeds, they will grow. It's like in nature. So the, your diet will have a huge impact uh, on it. And uh, the interesting part is that, so key criteria is the diversity. And mm -hmm. part of this diversity is as well when you would have the opposite, which is lack of diversity. And also you will miss key bacteria. Because again, okay. if you are, uh, if there is a bacteria that can uh, provide for you, it's a, it's a good guy. So the good guy, they call symbionts. They are promoting the symbiosis and they will whether mm -hmm. provide you with vitamins or create a short chain fatty acid that will boost your immune system or reduce inflammation. Those good guys, you want to have them. And if you happen to not have them in your gut flora, then you will miss this. So then you can create imbalance by missing one specific bacteria. Mm -hmm. And the other criteria is there are two big, uh, let's say, family of bacteria that almost everybody has. Okay. And one is called Firmicutes, mm -hmm. and the other one is called Bacterioidetes. And okay. the, the thing is, it's not only that you have those two families, it's the ratio. So Between what them. they look, yes, mm -hmm. is that what is the distribution, the bacterial distribution, and there is a healthy bacteria distribution where actually those uh, there is not one overpopulating the other one. So mm -hmm. in those two families, you want to have a ratio, a certain ratio, where you have... It's, it's always a, a bit more the firmicutes because firmicutes is the one that ferments and they are the ones digesting ah, okay. the carbs. Now, the problem with the firmicutes, they are part of the good guy, but if you have too much because of your diet being uh, too much in uh, over-processed food and basically simple sugar uh, or alcohol or any refined sugar, you end up fermenting mm -hmm. so much that you will gain weight very easily as soon as you eat carbs. So mm, Even if it's a small amount. And any white bread, any white rice, any sugar, and anything basically you will become super good and you will have another population because it's, it's a lot in your diet. And if you have a soda drinks or alcohol and so what's happening, which is kind of logical, you give refined sugar and then you have certain bacteria that uh, mm -hmm. will, and, and it's like in nature, when the soil is not of good quality, you end up investing uh, uh, plants and, and bad weeds and things. And here it's about the same. So one of the problem with this is that if there is an overpopulation of uh, one type of bacteria, it means less diversity. and means also mm -hmm. that you have key 
bacteria that you were you could miss. So, mm -hmm. for example, it it's not because you would have more firmicutes, and firmicutes again are are part of the good guys. So normally you should be happy. Problem is, yes, they are the one that are creating the short uh, chain fatty acid that I was mentioning. Problem mm -hmm. is, it's not because you have those that in those you are uh, not missing some key uh, bacteria. And hmm. what uh, can happen and happen a lot is that you would have in those one bacteria which is thriving of simple sugar, which is all mm -hmm. over the place, but you will not have uh, certain key ones that are uh, a bit more beneficial for you and, and gives... So, it's not only that you have overrepresentation, it's that you are missing key ones and you have some of the bad guys within your list of good guys. That's interesting. I mean, this is the very similar philosophy to when you, we talk, let's say, about Mediterranean diets and they say olive oil is uh, healthy and then people start putting uh, cups of olive oil in everything they eat. So just because something is good for you doesn't mean you can have it as much as you want. Yes. So one thing that's really um, is killing uh, kind of meat is the mono diet. Mono diet mm -hmm. can be on a short term, but on long term is really bad. So let's say yes. if you eat white rice constantly, you will have an overpopulation of the bacteria that's thriving on white rice. And mm -hmm. you will miss uh, some key vitamins like vitamin B. So indeed, yes. what is important is that there are beneficial bacteria. If you don't have them in your microbiome, then this, you need to find a way to get them back. And sometimes also when there is a dysbiosis and disturbing of that balance, you will get some bacteria that have negative effect and they are too much in your microbiome. Because what's happening is that in your gut flora, you can have some of the bad guys. You know, it's like in nature. <laughs> but of if course. their population is controlled because you have um, other ones, then it's fine. But if in the family of the bacteroidetes, which are not the very good ones, if suddenly there is one guy that you have so much, it's not good because that one will, for example, for red meat, create TMAO, which is a very bad, it's pro-inflammation compound. So you, you will have what's called pathobionts, which are mm -hmm. disease-causing bugs. There is that kind of diversity that you want. Then you need to have a kind of good ratio between the two uh, big families. But even within those families, you need to make sure that you have the key good guys and you are not missing some mm -hmm. of the key good guys. And on the other families, on the families of the bacteroides, even if you don't have so much of them, if you have bad guys and too much of the bad guys, then it's wrong. So right. that's why you see there is no simplistic solution there. And diversity is something that you cultivate and it's not something you know that you can fix with a shortcut. Now, <laughs> you can adjust your diet 
on a temporary basis in order to go back to a balance. And that's okay. why in what way? sometimes if you have a low fat or low sugar, and people say low carbs, but it's actually low refined sugar, mm -hmm. to lower some of the lazy bacteria that thrive on simple sugar, and mm -hmm. to bring more fiber-rich food to bring back the diversity. And different bacteria. Yes. So, and, and, and that's why, for example, you were talking about exercising. They don't know yes. really why, but there is a good reason why. Exercising has an impact on your microbiome. The idea is that you know that uh, you create some uh, acidic uh, lactic acid when you exercise. Yes. And so you have uh, bacteria and enzymes that can uh, deal with it. Mm. So they help you to cope with this and they take care of this. So that's why, indeed, exercise will have an impact on your microbiome so and its diversity. So this is why uh, stress is, in small amounts, of course, is really beneficial for ourselves because but then, then knows how to learns how to deal with it. But then... And create yes, resistance. but very important to say acute stress because chronic will have the opposite because exactly. then it will be overpopulation or um, uh, of some of the bad guys. Yes, yes, of course. But then same thing, fasting or uh, again low fat or low simple sugar can help to bring back the the balance because overpopulation is that you are over feeding certain strain of bacteria. Obviously, mm -hmm. if you now, if you are fasting, you will not overfeed them. So their population yes. will go down. And when you implement and when you start again to eat with a more diverse food and more fiber-rich food, then indeed you get a chance to the other bacteria to mm -hmm. reveal themselves because the idea is that you are given a kind of garden with uh, a lot of seeds but if you don't feed those seeds they won't grow so i think one of the reasons why the fasting is uh, helping in this is that you put back the population down so there is no any more overpopulation and then when you start to eat again every bacteria can find his own uh, place so mm -hmm. for the distribution i think it's very helpful now the key problem is Let's say uh, you are missing uh, lactophilus, uh, lactobacillus, which is a very important one. And that would okay. be an argument for people taking probiotic, but we, we would be able to prove it and that's hard, but that would make sense. So let's say lactobacillus is something very easy to, to get. And this, if you are missing a key bacteria like this, you would help for the diet by bringing some probiotic and in that sense, fermented food, we are talking sauerkraut, kimchi, uh, you know, fermented yes. stuff, uh, uh, any, like it could be um, a cheese, even a plant-based cheese and things like this. If it's fermented and not pasteurized uh, or kombucha or things like this, you would try to hopefully uh, get a key player back uh, in your gut flora. Yes. But one one thing that is very interesting, uh, sorry to interrupt you, is that 
after I seen a research where it said that after taking antibiotics, it is not a good idea to take probiotics, for example, which is a, a thing that a lot of people actually do because they think, okay, I killed so many of my bacterias. Let's take some probiotics and bring some of those bacterias back. No. And the answer is actually no. It's going to slow down your recovery. What you need is prebiotics. You need those fibers. Exactly. So here, uh, it's like fasting. It, uh, after the antibiotic is like after the fasting. What happened is that the antibiotics did kill, and and not all the bacteria, and they kill some. So if you had the overpopulation and things, actually, it could almost be a good thing. If you had a microbe or viruses, they could kill it. Now, the problem is uh, the nature doesn't like emptiness. So after yes. antibiotic, you want to go back to a good distribution of bacteria and hopefully healthy bacteria. Create a rich soil. Yes. And that's why indeed the fiber-rich food and the diversity of fiber-rich food. And that's why don't take fiber supplements. That doesn't work. Uh, eat sweet potato with the skin. Eat legumes. Eat uh, colorful mm -hmm. rice. Eat as much uh, diversity as possible because that's what you need in this time. And when the distribution will be back, then indeed you can hope. But one thing also happening uh, with the antibiotics, sometimes they kill the bacteria, but the problem is then you let space to fungi, to viruses or to microbes to, or parasites to develop. Exactly. So that's why it's not that because there's nothing to defend. Exactly. So uh, I think you have to see antibiotics, especially when it's acute. It's not a, such a big deal because there is a resilience from your gut flora. Let's not uh, mm -hmm. forget that it's uh, more than trillions uh, of microorganisms, so they they won't die just like this. So they will disappear, but reappear very quickly. But if you do it over and over or if you have chronic intake of antibiotics, then it's really bad because that's actually will really create a situation of dysbiosis. So mm -hmm. disturbing of the balance. And as anything, you know, in nature, when you have a, a disbalance to go back to something with harmony and balance, that's really hard. And it will take time, actually. Yes. And, and there is no shortcut, which is in a way, the solution is the fiber-rich food and a diversity of that fiber-rich food. What I would say, since the science has evolved today, so good, good thing with science, you see the limits. So they realize that between a lean, healthy person and an obese or person with diabetes too, they don't have the same gut flora. And as mm -hmm. I was saying, most of the time when you have obese or people with diabetes, they are more of the firmicutes population. So that ratio is more into firmicutes than uh, bacteroidetes. But also, it's not only that ratio. The big problem is that they are missing key bacteria. And in the fermenting one, they have some that are the one for the fast sugar. And they have an mm -hmm. overpopulation. And the healthy and the good guys on that family, they don't have it. So there is a problem in their diversity in that ratio, but the science doesn't know which is the cause or the effect. 
and uh, they are only okay. kind of hypothesis. But what I would say is, if you are taking antibiotics chronically, if you have some uh, asthma or some allergic issue, and if you are, have hard time to lose weight, you can make the hypothesis that you don't have the balance in your gut flora. And today you can do an exam and you can get the, those elements, meaning that they can uh, test and tell you how many bacteria you have practically. Yes, but they will tell you what is the diversity. So okay. that's a very uh, indication of the diversity. So you will have a, an indication of that diversity in general. So you can say, okay, I want to have more diversity or it's okay. So that's the first information. Then they will give you the ratio between those two big families, Firmicutes and Bacterioides. So this will help you. And normally they will compare and tell you, okay, normally in a healthy lean person, this is the ratio. You have a different ratio. So that helps. And that's where the diet mm -hmm. can help you to bring back a normal ratio. Mm -hmm. But key elements for me is that when they will give you the distribution, they will look at the key bacteria, And for each family, they will give you the type of bacteria and they will give you the bacteria mm -hmm. that are producing short-chain fatty acid. And on this, if you are missing key ones, then you know it's something that you have to fix. So I think where it's interesting is that now you can know what is the diversity. You can know the ratio between the big family and within the big family, you can know if you are missing key bacteria or if you have another population of a bad guy. So it's, uh, I, I would think that people having issues with this that can be a very uh, interesting thing to have from a lab. And based on that, yes. you can have different strategy. If you have a lack of diversity, answer would be easy, more diverse food and fiber rich. And so you want to avoid junk food and over processed food. So you would put on the side every refined thing. And mm -hmm. it will go in the sense, you know, when we talk about all food plant-based, at least for a while that you would avoid flour, refined food in general. Yes. So to bring back that diversity, that's a very simple thing that you can do. Other uh, thing that you can do, if you are missing one key bacteria, that's a tricky one because as you said, probiotic, it's not a such an easy it's a replacer, exactly yes so here you can try at least and i would uh, have more fermented foods without uh, being pasteurized yes uh, and and hope that uh, in that process over like a period so they say that if you change your diet if you want to have an impact you have to wait between six weeks to see some improvement mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. in 48 hours, your gut flora is constantly evolving because it's a very, uh, uh, you know, short life uh, bacteria. But to see a big evolution in the distribution takes more time. And yes. of course, and we talked about this about the podcast, you can have a, a few day fasting because if there is really one of a population or one of the family that can help very easily to bring it back. And I think that this is a very common problem 
and you see people, they say, oh, I've been plant-based, I eat well, but I, it's not working. And for me, this is the sign that they should fast because that would make yes. sense. You balance back that overpopulation and now you can start fresh, where if you start, still the overpopulation will keep fermenting the fast <laughs> sugar and things. So it won't help. And if they are there and they are thriving, they won't let space for the other ones. That's true. Exercising also benefit, as you were saying, because basically you, you have uh, bacteria that are specific to dealing with uh, uh, this and so it's a way to bring back uh, diversity. And of course, if you grow your food or if you get a chance to go to a garden, actually to eat uh, small leafy greens and things like this. And that goes mm -hmm. also in the idea of um, uh, sprouting and having microgreens. Sprouts. Because all those things, they will actually, it's not necessarily for you that they are so benefic, but they are benefic to the diversity of your microbiome. So also, as I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, uh, we will most likely do another live on Instagram about this topic because it's such a huge topic and there are more things to talk about. And I want to... We may even make another podcast. Yes, and I want to thank the person that did send me actually the results of his exam because that did help me mm -hmm. a lot to understand those family and the diversity and uh, all those things. So it's really helpful and I think it's new. And I think if you are in doubt, don't hesitate. Try to find someone or a lab that can do that. Uh, if you have issue, of test. course, that test, because then it will tell you so much about it that I think from there you can uh, try to uh, improve and try to make the right decision 